You're listening to C-Store Talks. I'm Erin Del Conte, Executive Editor with C-Store Decisions Magazine. And for this podcast series, I am having conversations with women in convenience. But first, a word from our sponsor. Hunt Brothers Pizza represents a legacy of pizza in the convenience store industry. We are able to offer the best pizza value in town at over 7,800 locations across 30 states, ensuring you're never far from one of our store partners, whether at home or on the road. Today I'm here with Carly LeBeau, the Retail Accounting Administrator with Beck Oil and Friendship Stores. Carly, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me. So, Carly, I'd like to start off by learning a bit about Friendship. So, so tell me a bit about Friendship. How many stores do you have? Where are they located? And what's special about the chain? We currently have 28 stores. Of those 28 stores that we have, 25 of the general managers are women. Um, We are located in all of Northern Ohio. We are moving towards the Columbus area though. We did just open a store in Marysville a few months ago um, and our next store will be in Canal Winchester. So we're moving in that area. What is so special I think about us is we were family founded and operated since 1950. Um, So we just celebrated our 70 years last year and our friendship stores opened in 1986. Um, Through that entire time, it has been family-run, and everyone is treated like family. Awesome. Um, Can you tell me a bit more about the culture that you have at Beck Suppliers? So our culture, um, I think, is better than any other business that I've heard of, any business that any of my friends have heard of. Um, we, we, Like I said, we really try to make everyone feel like family. we do all sorts of things throughout the year to include all of our employees and make sure that they're recognized. Um, like this Wednesday, we're having a WAX banquet that stands for Wicked Awesome Customer Service. And all throughout the year, they are awarded Wicked tickets um, for doing a great job out in the C-stores. So um, there's not a limit on how many you can receive. Um, so on Wednesday, there will be 220 prizes given out um, between our employees for just the great job that they've done all year long. So I think that that's, that's pretty cool that we do something like that. December, we hold a big Christmas party um, for all C-Store employees and office employees. We do raffles and games, have a nice dinner, um, and we're also recognized for our time at the company at that time in, in increments of five years, 10 years, so on. Um, so that's really nice. Wonderful. It sounds like a really supportive company that is doing a lot to recognize employees and make everybody feel really welcome. So that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, when did you first join the convenience store industry and when did you start at friendship stores specifically? Well, those are both the same. It was actually 11 years ago today. Um, so I'm celebrating my 11 year anniversary which is crazy to think about considering my age. Um, But that is, I I started at Friendship 11 years ago and I started at our office eight years ago. Okay, and you mentioned your age. What generation are you a part of? I am a millennial. Okay, wonderful. So did you begin as the retail accounting administrator um, or did you hold other roles before this one? I have. 
So I started at our friendship store as a cashier, and I did that for about a year and a half, and then I moved to assistant manager. Once I was doing that, there was an office job opened for retail auditor, um, and I actually was reached out to apply for that from the office. So I spent about three years in the store, a year and a half as cashier, a year and a half as assistant, and then came to the office as retail auditor, um, which was very nice because retail auditors audit our C-stores. So I was very familiar with the paperwork, knew, knew all the information that needed to come into the office. Um, that very, very much helped me in that role. In 2016, I became the lead retail auditor. So I was leading um, the division at that time. There was only two of us until last this September. That is when I became the retail accounting supervisor. Great. So what does your current role as retail accounting administrator entail? So in this position, I supervise our retail auditors. We are now up to three, including myself. And I also supervise price books. So everything that's in the store that rings up, um, I have, we have one female who is leading that and um, I supervise that. So I also, I help reconcile everything from invoices to ATM, bank deposits, um, and assist the CFO in closing up the financials for the end of the month. Wonderful. So Carly, tell me about some of your earliest experiences in the industry. You mentioned starting as a cashier and then, you know, moving then into the the office environment. So I'm curious, you know, did you find that you were part of a diverse team? Did you see uh, that you had certain mentors in the industry? Um, What were those first experiences like for you? We actually, it was a whole team of women at the C-Store. We did have one male who only worked Saturday mornings, um, and he came in to put away all the beer. (laughs) But other than that, we were all um, women. Um, My higher-up, the district manager, was a male. Um, But one lady in particular, um, our IT lady, she she started out as a uh, GM in a store, general manager. And then she moved to district manager until she became the head of IT. And although she wasn't a direct mentor for me, I did look up to her to know that it was possible to move up and do more than I was currently doing. Nice. So it sounds like you were able to look to her and see that there was another woman who moved through that that same path from store into that office environment. And you knew that that was going to be available to you at this chain. Yes, exactly. Uh, What about challenges? Have you found, you know, you mentioned you were working with a team of mostly women, but have you found that there have been any challenges? Uh, Being a woman at this company, did you run into any difficulties where people maybe perceived you differently because of your gender, or do you feel like you haven't had to deal with much of that? I luckily haven't had to deal with any of that. Um, I think the only issue that I came across any of that while in the C-Source was just with the customers, Um, but with the company, no, I have not had to deal with that, thankfully. Wonderful. So how do you feel that the time period that you've come of age has shaped your experience as a woman in business? I started at our C-Store when I was 20 years old. Um, so it's it's been very nice. I feel like I've grown up myself while I've been growing within the company. Um, 
I, I, I think it's been very nice to see over this time women becoming more and more important and holding those higher roles, um, not just necessarily in our own business, but all businesses. It's, it's just been very nice. I feel like um, things are shifting and we are, we're, we're moving towards inclusion for everyone. Um, so that's been very nice. Something that is very inspiring to me is two of our fourth generation um, women that are working here, they will eventually own the company and we will become 100% women owned. They were actually featured in our in the C-Store Decision Magazine back in May. Um, they were front cover. So um, that has been very nice to see firsthand all that we're promoting and going through. Yeah, Olivia and Chelsea are the, the two women that you're yes. referencing. Yep, I know them and they do uh, an incredible job. So I'm curious, what do you think are some of the unique obstacles or issues that women in your generation faced or are facing currently, you know, compared to previous or future generations? You know, what's different for you, do you think, compared to what Baby Boomers or Gen X dealt with? So um, I feel like we have a harder time because in this day, women and men both need to work um, in the household mothers and fathers both need to go to work and they need the full-time jobs where as before the women could stay home and raise the kids. Um, so that is trying to find that balance between your home and working and um, even childcare. Um, it's just, it's an obstacle definitely um, manage all of that. Much more of a, a juggling act today with uh, two partners involved and two careers involved competing and then the childcare piece on top of that is what I, what I hear you saying. Yeah. Yep. So what do you think are some of the biggest issues, you know, you mentioned childcare a minute ago, um, you know, that, that still persist today that disproportionately are impacting women? Yeah, just like you said, um, I feel like as a woman, we feel like we have to take care of it all. Um, we we have a hard time saying no because we just we we want to have a hand in everything i think that another issue is the flexible schedule and that is just the, the same i mean we need the flexibility um you know a, a mom can go to work while her kids are at school um, but what about before and after so i think flexible schedule um, is, a, is a big issue luckily we do not have that here um, we actually went remote when COVID happened, and we are still allowing employees today to work from home when they have to. So that has been very nice personally for myself and for a new hire that I had this year. She wasn't here with us when COVID was really big, but we still gave her the opportunity to work from home um, when she does need to. So that I think is important. Um, and then just um, statistically, the pay, it, it's still not equal. Um, but I, I have hope that we are working towards that. <laughs> so during COVID, can we talk a little bit about that? Because you were in the workforce during COVID-19. How did you see that impacting um, employees, for example, you know, I, I've read a lot about and a lot of magazines have covered how it's kind of disproportionately impacted women 
a lot of, you know, a lot of whom were more likely to be the person who needed to be home with children to do online learning uh, in that situation. What did you see from your end with that? I did see that in our C-stores. Um, there were a lot of people who had to stay home or switch their shift um, to work either midnights or afternoons. We are seven days a week, 24-7 in some of our stores. So um, that, was a, that was a challenge. But it sounds like shift flexibility. They were able to switch to different times or, or things like that. Yeah, and in some of our stores, um, they, they did have to close and they were not 24-7. They, they did not have a midnight shift because of that. They didn't have the coverage. Yeah, we've seen that all across the, the retail industry during COVID. And thank goodness we're kind of already uh, moving, hopefully, toward the end of this. And everyone's kind of getting, getting back to normal, so to speak. So for the convenience store industry specifically, you know, what are some areas that you think we need to improve as an industry in terms of inclusion? You know, what needs to change and evolve? Um, I think seeing everyone as an equal, um, just treating everyone the same, whether it's race, gender, sexual orientation, any of that, um, I think we are in a really good time. We're moving in the right direction, um, but I do know it's still an issue out there. And so for our Gen Z women who are, who are listening today, what do you wish you knew when you first started your career and what advice do you have for them? I think the best advice is simple. Um, be confident. Be, be yourself. Um, speak up when you have an idea or there's an issue that you're having. Um, just go for it. I mean, don't, don't, don't hold back. <laughs> um, we, we are no less than anyone else, and our opinions are just as important. And speak up. Wonderful. I think that that's really great advice. And I, I know it makes me have a follow up question. I'm wondering, you know, what was it like for you finding your voice in your career and in the industry? And, uh, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, I've heard a lot of um, Gen X women say that for them in particular, you know, finding their voice, especially when they were maybe in more male dominated industries, uh, was a bit of a challenge. And I've actually heard from a lot of millennials that it's been a little bit easier for them. Um, how, is it, how has that been for you? And what have you learned across your journey about finding your voice over the past 10 plus years? I actually am very lucky. Um, my boss has done nothing but try to um, bring me up within the company and given me all the tools and resources that I need to be able to do that. So thankfully, I haven't had those issues. Um, but I, I think you just have to get out there and, and get over those uncomfortable moments. And once you do that, <laughs> it will all get better from there. And so, you know, you're in a, a management position today where you have people under you that you're supervising. Um, I'm interested in if you can talk about that, especially with a lot of different generations in the workforce. Managing can, can look different today than it used to. Um, I see that your company is doing a lot to reward and celebrate employees. Um, can you talk a little bit about what it's been like in a management role, if you've had any uh, successes or challenges with that? And, uh, you know, if you're, if you're doing anything differently, managing across generations and so forth. I, I do see, I, I have um, someone younger under me, um, and she's a different generation. 
it's it's just different. I mean, I'm not that much older, but it's it's just different. There's so many opportunities out there, especially now with COVID. Um, they know that they can go and they can find another place to work. Um, so I think that it's very important how our culture is here um, and just showing your employees that you appreciate them and um, working with them, being a team, reminding them that regardless of your roles, at the end of the day, we're all a team here. We all want the same thing. Um, so I think it's just very important to show your employees that. Wonderful. And you mentioned that it's it's different between Gen, uh, Gen Z, I think you said, and, and, and millennials. What do you see are some of the, the key differences between those generations in terms of, you know, approaching uh, the office office work and uh, and a career? Well, I think um, I just I mean, I, I grew up in a different time. I mean, I remember we had dial up computers. And if your mom needed to use the phone, you had to get off the computer. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I think that has really helped me in my position because I know things are changing. Um, they're changing every day and you have to grow with it. I mean, whether it's systems or just the way you get, you do anything. And um, we're very used to that and it's fine. Um, and then the younger, I mean, social media and all that, that that's all they know. <laughs> you have, um, you have kids in elementary school or, who know way more about the internet than maybe I even do. Um, so just the, the access that they have to everything and the opportunities, um, I think are, just so much better. There's um, going back to appreciating your employees. You have to because now there's companies reaching out and trying to take your employee, um, and it's much easier because of how social media has evolved. Yeah, and it sounds like Friendship is doing a really great job of making sure that everybody feels appreciated and uh, and seen. So I think it's it's great everything you guys are doing there to uh, to show appreciation for your employees. Uh, Carly, is there anything else that you'd like to add that I didn't ask you today? Um, I just um, want to thank my company um, that I don't have these struggles that other women that you have spoken to have, have gone through. Um, I also think I'm lucky because I've been here for the 11 years. I don't have experience prior to this um, to know what that's like, which is great for me. Um, but uh, we just, we have a really good thing going here. Like I had mentioned, we have the culture. We're, we're working on three main things right now. And that's the culture, the brand, and data analytics. Right now, we just have more than ever people running reports and reading the data to make sure that we are making the best decisions and helping the growth across the board. And, and that, that team is mixed between men and women. And our brand, so that is, we're also moving towards, we have 14 friendship kitchens out of our 28 stores. Um, 14 of them are the friendship kitchens. Nine of those are friendship branded fuel. And I just think that's wonderful. Um, you don't see that with smaller companies. Um, and the fact that we can do that and be successful is wonderful. Um, we have five more coming in the next few years. We'll be moving our current stores to friendship kitchens. So 
just to have everything look the same across the board um, is exciting. And, and back to the culture that I've already touched on, we just really appreciate all of our employees and we make it as known as we can. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, congrats on the, uh, I believe you said it was your 11th anniversary recently. So congrats yes. on 11 years with the company and all your success. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us today about your experiences. Thank you very much, Erin.